Welcome back to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. We are continuing the story of the demon, or how to live with one. Two dead, one more to go. Maybe. We are about to find out what is going to happen to Charlie. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. <laughs> this is where I get to talk about myself. I realized that it wasn't much of a conversation between her and me, but being the patient person I am, I also am a good listener. We had actually met at a local grocery store. I lived not in the same neighborhood, but still within the vicinity of the store. After several times shopping, we began to recognize each other, nodding slightly to say hello, coupled with a smile. That eventually led to conversation, which in turn guided us to a date. As mentioned previously, after dating, we made the jump to move together. I did have an apartment that was quite modern, but only being a one-bedroom, it wasn't practical for her to move in with me. So the apartment was given up and I moved in with her. Her house is quite large, two-story, full basement, large, and as she told me, totally hers and paid off. Also, my apartment block did not allow pets, which is what I no longer thought of Boo-Boo as. He was different. As I had told her earlier, my previous relationships were definitely not as dramatic as hers with horrible endings. My relationships usually ended after a couple of years Goodbye. due to growing apart and differences. I still never found that person, and obviously that person had never found me until now. I continued by saying when we first saw each other in the store that started the road we traveled on to this day. My occupation was that of a manager for a very busy and prestigious restaurant. Even before we moved in and in the dating stage, I had started bringing leftovers to her place, which we would eat in romantic ambiance. That which was left was given to Boo Boo. To this day, I never saw him disapprove of any of the food, considering it disappeared very quickly into his stomach. Even with these offerings, I felt as if his eyes, when they looked at me, were still cold. Even with the other duties, litter box, water, and treats, I still could not break that ice. I am now wondering, what did I get into? And why was she telling me all this? She continued her story, dropping a bomb in my lap. Boo-Boo was a demon. I chuckled due to the comment, amusing me to realize she was nuts. Composing myself, I looked at her and repeated her words to which she said yes. I stood up, 
needing to take a pee break. As I sat in the bathroom, I didn't know what to think. Is a cat capable of murder? That he is a demon, or is there such a thing, and how crazy is she? Once finished and having washed my hands, I returned, sat down, and she continued. She found out that Boo Boo was a demon through dreams that she had had. Apparently, dream manipulation is one of the powers of this creature. In the dreams, Boo Boo told and showed her that he was a Nekomara, a Japanese cat demon. It was believed during the Edo period that domestic cats turn into a Nekomara as they grow old, which is somewhat true. One of the signs of a Nekomara is having tails. Interrupting, I stated in the form of a question that Boo Boo doesn't have two tails. Smiling, she said the two tails reference comes from the current body, the old body that the Nekomata is leaving, and the kitten that the demon transfers to. Hence, the two tails. It wasn't meant to be taken literally. Continuing, she informed me that in Japan, cats are often associated with death, and this demon is often blamed. It is associated with inexplicable events, and if the cat is mistreated or abused prior to its new body, the more power he will have. Violence and revenge are taken against those who committed these acts. The necromata can cause a great deal of damage and wreak havoc. Blackmail is one way the demon has enslaved a person to take care of him. I had to ask if Boo Boo blackmailed her. Shaking her head, no. She said, he prefers to be looked after and cared for by someone who really wants to. That they have the desire, which she says she has. Talking a bit louder, I asked her, what about him killing your parents? Casually, she answered that the way he got her was taunting her with visions of her dead parents, which started after her mother died, then her dad eventually. She said in some ways it's guilt, not doing more to make sure things like that don't happen. She continued beating herself up that if she looked after Boo Boo and her parents, her parents wouldn't have died. She should have sacrificed more to keep her parents alive instead of wanting other things in life. I stated that Boo Boo is manipulating her, using her as his servant, and just because Boo Boo gets pissed off, that doesn't give him the right to kill. He's tormenting you. No, she said. What do you mean, I asked. The torment had been taken away when she focused on him. He took the visions away as long as she stayed. I shook my head, got up, walked to the fridge, got another beer, cracked it open, and took a long slug. As I walked back, she was refilling her glass with what was left in the after a few seconds of silence, I asked about her dead husband and the other relationship with the electrocution. 
She told me she was like a girl who thought if a man wants to be with her, then he had to be with Boo Boo also. Those two did not want that, she stated, adding that they both wanted her to get rid of him. So Boo Boo got kicked by Bob and mistreated by Russell. Again, I asked her, why are you telling me this? She looked at me, smiling, and said that she loved me and that I have been accepted by Boo Boo. Accepted for what? I asked. Still smiling, she said for a long-term relationship. She began stressing how Boo Boo really likes me and that she was in love with me. She did add that we already had been living together for a couple of years, so that was a pretty good commitment. I couldn't disagree, and I told her that she was right. I then brought up the concern, what happens if our feelings changed for each other? Leaning forward, she looked at me, put her arm around my neck, bringing my face forward to kiss. Just as we kissed, boo-boo, leapt forward, letting go an odd godly screech and scratched my hand. I pulled away from the kiss. The pain was intense, and I yelled. I quickly stood up and ran to the sink to wash the wound. After rinsing the blood off, I could see that it was quite deep, at least a quarter of an inch, two inches long. I turned my head, looked at her, and yelled, What the hell was going on? She had gotten off the couch and started walking towards me and told me that we were bonded together. As she stood beside me, she showed me her hand, which had the exact same size and length of my scratch. She said she had to get the scratch to show Boo Boo that she was serious about me. I looked at Boo Boo, still sitting on the back of the couch. He looked at me, not staring or menacingly, almost casually. I thought tormenting humans just for fun and seeing them suffer is not something a creature with conscience can do. I looked at her and hadn't realized that she was tending to my wound. I quizzically asked what if I didn't want to stay in the relationship. She turned her head towards the front door. I turned mine also, wondering what she was looking at. Boo-Boo was on the floor. Then it started happening. In front of me, with my own two eyes, I saw him begin to grow. At first, he stood up on his hind legs, which, apparently, Nekomatas can do and walk like a human if it chooses to. As Boo-Boo grew bigger and bigger, he looked like, not like the well-groomed cat that he was, but into a creature who was hideous but beautiful at the same time. After the transition had taken place, she added that if I was to leave, Boo-Boo would kill both of us. I walked back into the living room and sat down still looking at Boo-Boo, then realized how Bob ended up on the microphone stand. The creature 
put him on it, forcing him down the stand as far as he could go until his shorts stopped the progress of the stand once it exited his rectum. I asked her, what about Russell? Just a hairdryer in the bathtub? She sat down in front of me, took my hands, and told me that Russell was dead before the hairdryer hit the floor. He had had a massive coronary, adding, basically, he was scared to death. Then the hairdryer was added afterward. Russell had an apparently weak heart, she explained. Looking at Demon Boo Boo and turning back to her, I asked her if she would marry me, to which she said yes. She asked if Boo Boo could be a ring bearer, to which I said yes, of course. That was ten years ago. We're older now and Boo Boo is about to pass, so within the next couple of days he will have to leave for overnight. I accepted everything that night, ten years ago, and sealed it with a kiss, to which Boo Boo changed back into his regular self. She and I were married the very next summer. We are allowed to go out and visit with friends and family, but traveling, unless it was just for a day, was allowed, but no overnight. We both live within our confines, and Boo Boo is well taken care of. So, in turn, takes care of us. But that would be another story. You know what they say. Happy wife, happy life. In some ways, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs>